You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Lamel Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Lanelle on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Lanelle on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Lanelle Harris. In this recording, Lanelle asks his radio audience, are you acting or reacting in life? You must be proactive and act. Take charge of your life by taking action. Are you ready to make that change in your life? Let's join the conversation. Are you acting or reacting in your life? Simple question. Another way to pose this question is, are you leading the trends or following the trends? Think about it that way. So you've talked about and listened to bad news all day. And now it's time to listen to the good news I've got for you. So somebody out there needs to hear tonight's conversation. And one thing I know for sure is this. Capable and average is capable of more than average. All you have to do is just step up and act. But if you keep reacting, you just get pushed and blown with the whims of the strongest winds. And there are some strong winds out there, literally and figuratively lately. And so last week I told you not to quit and I implored all of you to keep pushing This week, I'm asking you to be proactive and act. Take charge of your life by taking action. Take charge of your surroundings and your environment by taking action. And the question tonight is, are you an actor or a reactor? Are you capable of more than average? Seriously, I want to know. One small orientation from being a reactor to a proactive actor in your own life could be the breakthrough that you've been waiting on. Seriously. And so make sure you you stay tuned in. And I know there's a story out there from one of you who has made this change in the past and notice how different life became when you stepped up and took charge of your own life. And so I definitely want to hear from you. And somebody's listening who who needs to hear that. So call in. All right. And so are you an actor or a reactor? I'm uh, pulling up some of my uh, conversations uh, from tonight's topic. And uh, it's, uh, you know, the blog I talked about, Capable and Average, is a blog I wrote a couple of years ago. And the name of it is Capable and Average is Capable of More Than Average. And my message to you tonight is this. If you are capable, if you possess average knowledge and a set of average skills, you have everything you need to be capable of more than average. And I'm going to say that one more time. If you possess average knowledge and a set of average skills, you have everything you need to be capable of more than average. And you are fully worthy and you have the capacity for greatness. You just have to choose. And I know week after week I've been exhorting you all, it seems like it, 
uh, on this topic, you know, and just asking, are you a winner? How do you feel about yourself? You know, you know, are you controlling your environment? Control your mind, control your world. But I'm so serious about this. You just have to choose. Are you going to take the lead role in your life and act or are you going to settle for mediocrity and the status quo by just reacting to everything that happens around us? And there's a lot happening around us to react to. I mean, think about it. You know, last week we, well, not just last week, it's been ongoing, but this NSA situation with Snowden. And as we sit here, we can see our civil liberties literally floating away. You know, that Overton window has been widening for quite some time. Uh, And then uh, this past week, the gutting of the 1965 Voting Rights Act by the Supreme Court. And, uh, you know, it poses the question, are you reacting or are you acting? And I know the goal I have in mind is when this show is over, I would like to have converted just a few more of you out, a few more of you out there out of your passive and angry roles into activators that create movement for change. Because I'm going to tell you, either way, it's taking up energy. So why not push that energy towards some action? Are you willing to do whatever it takes Are you willing to do whatever it takes to be successful? Well, Inspirational Perspective is on your radio. And as always, I am trying to be the ripple effect of change in your life. So what small step do you need to make tonight that will give you the fuel to keep pushing into tomorrow? And are you ready to make that change? But before you make the change, you have to believe that anything is possible. So are you ready to act Actors are always looking for an opportunity to create a shift or change from the status quo. Is that you? There's a quote by Rita Mae Brown, and Miss Brown is an uh, American author and screenwriter. And she says a life of reaction is a life of slavery, intellectually and spiritually. One must fight for a life of action, not reaction. And that's Rita Mae Brown. And one of my favorite quotes is by Satchel Paige, and I'm sure some of you all know who that is. Uh, It's an African-American Hall of Fame pitcher from the early Negro Leagues uh, who uh, was part of the integration process for Major League Baseball. And what he said is, ain't no man can avoid being born average, but there ain't no man that's got to be common. I'm going to say it one more time. Ain't no man can avoid being born average, but there ain't no man that's got to be common. So in other words, it's up to you to make your mark. It's up to you to set the tone for your race. It's up to you to live the life that you want to live. You have to make the choice to act, not react. And capable and average is capable of more than average. I know you can hear me, Chicago, but do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Stay with me now, all right? So, you know, what percentage of time do you spend proactively acting in your life or on your dreams? And on the other hand, what percentage of time do you spend reacting to things that just come up in your life? So simply put, are you acting or reacting in life. I promised 
I would share a few stories about to complement this idea of being proactive in our lives. And the first story lines right up with my thoughts on how action, how the actions we take can make a tremendous difference in our lives. And sometimes these actions must first take place in our mind. You know, I've talked about this, but first in the mind. And the story I'm going to share is about a boy who had a very weak and sickly body. And his father consistently instructed him that despite his physical circumstance, if he strengthened his mind and took action, he could accomplish something. And I'll say it again. If he strengthened his mind and took action, he can accomplish anything. And so the key point there is strengthening the mind, right? You know, weak body, strong mind. And there are many of us with strong bodies and weak minds. And I tell you, I, I would prefer a, a strong mind than, uh, than just having a strong body. But having both is, is definitely a blessing. So think on that. This boy believes his father and accepted his advice. And this boy I'm talking about later became the 26th president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt. And I'm going to talk a little more about Mr. Roosevelt, President Roosevelt. But the funny thing about this story is that initially Theodore Roosevelt was below average. I mean, having a weak body, uh, you know, sets you sets you back a bit. But by taking proactive action to strengthen both his body and mind, he was able to rise to a level that few people ever achieve. So how often are you creating the life you want to live by acting in a way that will bring that life to you? Or are you only reacting? You know, you may dream of a life you want to live, but are you waiting for this life to come find you? And I'll talk a little bit about that later in the show. If so, basically, you know, you're just existing in a passive state of being. And, I, I, you know, you're living life in a passive state. Think about it. If Theodore Roosevelt had only reacted to his circumstances, you know, as a child, if he let his weak body kind of just take over and he felt sorry for himself and sorry for his condition and said, well, I'm just a product of my environment. He wouldn't have achieved the stature of president of the United States. And today, none of us would know his name. So the question becomes, what defines a person as an actor? And so I'll get back to that in a little bit. But we got a caller. I got Mike from Dallas. Mike, you're on the air, brother. Good to hear from you. Hey, good to talk to you, too, Linnell. How you doing? I'm well. I would love to be around another 20 years to hear you. 20 years from now to see if you're, I would say, optimistic. Outlook <laughs> on life is still the same, and I hope that it would be. But it was said long before me, for every action, there is a reaction. And sometimes you can control that reaction, and sometimes you can't. I think you have to look at the human nature side. So in terms of you being a life coach, wouldn't it be more productive to tell people how to handle the actions that we're going to face. For example, right now, the Trayvon Martin trial is on the precipice of having the same results as the Rodney King verdict is the first one anyway, and so mm -hmm. that may end up becoming a federal issue. 
And I personally have my own suspicions about the whole thing being staged, the way the police handled it. It was covered up. They weren't going to do anything. And considering the, the fact that there was no blood or DNA whatsoever on Trayvon, just seems awful suspicious to me as though, well, that's a whole other story. Yeah, but anyway, is. getting yeah. back to what your topic is, I would like to think that anyone has to be uh, reactionary to what is in their best interest, regardless of what your economic situation is, regardless of what your educational position is. I think everyone does the best that they can. Now, can people do better? Absolutely. Uh, I listened to the quote that you had read by the baseball player, and there is a big difference of how we're born and how we'll end up, which is why I preface my conversation saying that I would like to be around 20 years because life takes a toll on people. And I'm not sure how old you are, but I do know as I've gotten older and as I used to listen to my elders when I was younger, how we, as a young person, we, we tend to think that, you know, we're invincible that we're always going to be able to handle any and whatever situation and not really looking at the bigger picture. And so in terms of your show as a life coach, I would be interested in hearing from you what are some ways that people might anticipate the outcome of this upcoming trial. And you had also mentioned the, the NSA. The federal government has always been able to look into our lives. So when I heard about the spine, the spine incident, you know what? I had absolutely no reaction. Say to no it reaction at all, huh? At all, because I don't have an expectation of privacy when I'm on the internet. I don't have an expectation <laughs> of privacy when I'm using my cell phone because these are all microwaves that are floating around the universe that anybody can access your phone calls or your internet. Now, if you have something in my bathroom, I've got an expectation of privacy in my bathroom, and I, I would be outraged if the government was smiling. I think we, I, I think we all would, Mike. So let me let me answer your question. Let me answer your question, and. Uh, you know, 20 years from now, you know, I would I will hope that I would just be a, a product of the roots that I've planted, in, in mm-hmm. all honesty, okay? And I admire what you're trying to do because it is positive. It is, you know, when I first listened to your show, I was thinking, oh, this guy's got this kind of pie-in-the-sky, rosy attitude, <laughs> when in reality, if you look at the prison system and the dropout rates and the poverty and the unemployment, the reality does not look good right now. But it's, it's how you deal with that reality and considering our ancestors who, uh, and they were talking about slavery, and I don't believe the president, it's not the, you know, everything they try to dump on the president. When the president responsible for apologizing to Africa, everything's you know, falls on this first black president, which to me, which is why I don't even call into those kind of shows anymore, because all it is is a bunch of blaming and excuse making. So let me, let, for, me, let me give you the answer. Let me give you the full answer, though, Mike. All right. Because I think you're asking a really good question, right? And I, I think you, you represent quite a few people out there. Because I, I know that I bring a very optimistic approach, but I I, I believe, and that's good. I, yeah. I, I think, but I see what you're what you're doing. Yeah, and I, but this is what I believe. We we there's a decision we have to make, right? And that's one of the things I'm talking about tonight. Am I gonna you know just be passive and react? And a lot of times, you know, so I listen to Salim's show, and a lot. I mean, a lot of it is just. I mean, it's a reaction to what's happening. You're right. It's a reaction to what's happening, and it, especially in our community, often we know something is on deck. 
and we'll we'll sit back. We'll sit back. I mean, there's those of us who are getting out there and acting and, and doing what we can. But right. there there's also others who sit back and then when the verdict is read or when the you know the final result comes out, we're outraged. Mm-hmm. And that's a reaction. That's a reaction. Right. You, I mean, we're basically being blown wherever the wind, you know, with, with whatever direction the wind is blowing. And right. my ideal is this. All right. I, you know, I can't necessarily control the fate of our entire community. I, and I can't necessarily, you know, today impact in an influential way anything that's happening in Washington, D.C. But you D. can C. be a positive influence. But, and, and absolutely. And what I can do is I can control how I think about it and how I set myself up for it and how I act as a result of that. And, and, and so, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, when, you know, after Trayvon Martin was killed, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people got on Facebook and they, they took the pictures with the hoodie on and, you know, I'm Trayvon Martin. You know, I could get shot, too. You know, the fact of the matter remains is that, you know, he was walking. It was dark outside. And what I know is, you know, my mom back in the day used to be like, you get home when the streetlights come on. Right. And so there's a certain things. Now, now, what happened is not for, you know, it's not for good. It's not OK. It's not OK. But I think sometimes we get after we, we get after the, the part of the story we get all upset and we, we, we have this anger and this outrage and we miss the teachable point of view to our children. And the teachable point of view around this, this particular situation is, hey, you got to keep your eyes open, number one. Number two, you know, don't be out here kicking rocks late at night, you know, talking on the phone, you know, out in the streets. And number three, if somebody's approaching you, it's not time to be big and bad. You got to roll, man. I mean, and that's and that's the you know, that's I don't know all the none of we don't. We're all finding out the details of the situation. Right. Right. But I think I think a lot of times we you know, we get caught up in, uh, you know, Zimmerman is a different race. You know, Trayvon is black and this Mm -hmm. is outrageous. And we we Mm -hmm. missed a teachable point of view. And for me, the focus really is. You know, on the children, you know, what of our what are our children who are watching this getting out of it? I remember being in uh, in college when the whole O.J. Simpson trial went down mm-hmm. and uh, just the, the jubilee when he got off and, and you know, people upset, you know, uh, if they were white and people happy if they were black. And the fact of the matter is, I think we all missed a really good lesson. And that is, you know, no matter who you are, you can't kill somebody or you can't have anything to do with it and if you didn't do it you need to stay as far away from it as you possibly can and I think sometimes we miss the lessons and so ultimately ultimately my goal my goal is to teach people how to live the best life possible and to start where it matters and that is in their mind I I think you made some very good points and it is about what lessons that we learn or take away from every in each situation and that we cherish so we don't even if it's not the lesson that we want to learn or doesn't have the outcome that we expect there is still something positive in the information that we take away from it what we do with that information that we take away from every life lesson is really the only thing that matters that's it and god bless you brother keep me in your prayers all right Mike. Good show. all okay, right thank you and so an actor is someone that is confident You know, an actor is someone who takes initiative instead of waiting for someone to smile. An actor will take the initiative to smile at others. 
Instead of waiting for someone to greet them, an actor will take the initiative to greet others. An actor is someone constantly looking for an opportunity to meet a new person and learn new things. And I'm going to tell you, you know, we always, you know, we've heard the saying that your network can uh, be indicative of your net worth. And it, it has a lot to do with that. Reactors, I'm going to get to them, but they have very small networks. And so typically, you know what their net worth is. An actor is always looking for an opportunity to spread a positive word. Actors take a proactive approach towards creating the world in which they live. You know, there's a quote by Vaclav Havel that describes the way of the actor vividly. And that quote goes, vision is not enough. It must be combined with venture. It is not enough to stare up the steps. We must step up the stairs. And so actors step up the stairs. They proactively move forward to create the future they want to live and lead. So what about a reactor in contrast, huh? What defines a person as a reactor? A reactor is a person who lacks confidence. A reactor tends to be timid and typically scouts continually for trouble. And believe me, there's trouble out there, and so you'll find it. Uh, But there's also opportunity. And reactors are usually concerned that someone is trying to take advantage of them. You know, you're trying to get over on me. Why would you be nice to me? A reactor sees life from a deficient lens. A deficient lens causes us to see what can be wrong rather than what can be right or what may go wrong rather than what could go right or what we think is wrong. And I want to be clear. You know, a wise man will survey the area and look at things from every perspective. So I'm not saying that if you, you know, survey the area and you see something wrong, that's your reactor. What I'm saying is that if you only see wrong, then you're a reactor because there's always opportunity. Reactors tend not to smile at a person unless that person smiles at them. I, and we've seen this, right? Uh, or the person that, you know, you get into the elevator, you come into the lobby, you get into work and you speak and, you know, they barely speak back. Well, they're a reactor. They barely react when you do that. Reactors tend not to smile at a person unless that person smiles at them. They tend not to greet a person unless that new person takes the initiative to greet them. A reactor lives in a world that has limited possibility and tends to be an unhappy place. What the reactor doesn't realize is that their world simply reaps the negativity that has manifested itself in their mind and their space. So how could a reactor create anything positive in a world in which they can only react? If a reactor wants happiness, their formula for that happiness is to just sit and passively wait. There's a Chinese proverb that parallels this behavior, and I posted it a little bit earlier today. But it says, man who waits for roast duck to fly into mouth must wait very, very long time. (laughs) And I like that one. So the question for you all to think about this evening is, are you an actor or a reactor? And it's okay to notice a little bit of both. I mean, you might think about it and say, okay, you know, it depends on, you know, what day or how I feel that day. And that's, that's fair. I think uh, it's really about making sure that you take an honest look 
at yourself over time and notice when you're reacting versus acting. And like I always say, self-awareness is the first essential step towards progressive behavioral change in human beings. And so, you know, so Mike called and he, he, you know, there's a lot going on. And uh, typically I like to switch. I like to turn the switch a bit. I like to go from, you know, everything else that's happening in the world to what's happening with you. What's happening with you? You know, uh, in the post I made this past Sunday, um, my brother, it's about my brother and I, we were having a conversation on the back deck one night and he was telling me how he was, you know, getting through Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and how the part of the book where, you know, Covey talks about, you know, those who who have a larger circle of influence than a circle of concern. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of allowing our circle of concern to completely consume and overwhelm our circle of influence. And so, you know, our circle of concern is stuff that we can't necessarily control. You can't control that stuff. But if that's what's always running through your mind, how do you have time and energy to begin to work on something that could possibly put something in your life into action that's positive. And so how about we focus on that circle of influence and grow that circle of influence so that way our circle of concern can get smaller. And, and, and let's be clear, there are things that do concern me that are going on in this country. But I will do what I can when I can. But what my circle of influence right now controls is me and mine. And that is where a lot of my energy goes until, you know, maybe my circle of influence grows and I can begin to influence that. And so just a, another perspective and another way to think about this. But I think that's one of the reasons we get caught in reacting or or being reactors. And so if you are a bit more inspired to take on this practice you know, of, hey, am I an actor? You're probably you probably are an actor. But if by now you find yourself a bit upset, <laughs> you're like, OK, you know, Nell's making me mad tonight and you're asking yourself about my credibility. Well, guess what you're doing? You're reacting. And so you're probably a reactor. Yeah, I said it. It really is that simple. You know, William Ernest Henley ends the poem Invictus with two powerful lines that brought this thought home. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Are you really taking full responsibility for your fate? And I know, man, all kinds of things happen. You know, this week I've spent a lot of time thinking about Nelson Mandela and his life and just uh, the impact that he made. And you think about the situation over in South Africa back, you know, in the 70s, the 80s when, you know, he was locked up for 27 years. And you talk about somebody who had a reason to react. But as soon as he had the opportunity, you know, he, he, you know, while he was in prison, you have to understand that if he had let his mind crumble, if he had given in mentally to the external factors that were pressing him, he would not have been able to be the catalyst for change in that country when he was released. If he had let poison seep into his mind, if he had let revenge seep into his mind, 
he would not have been able to accomplish what he accomplished. And that's why I keep talking about it's so important how we think. It is so important how we think. You know, Mike's asking, you know, so Linnell, 20 years from now, you know, who will you be? I hope that I will be a stronger, more optimistic me. And I don't know what my path is 20, you know, through these 20 years. But if I can keep control of my mind, regardless of what happens to my body, to my environment, then that's how we can create legacies like Nelson Mandela did for himself and for his and for his uh, people over in South Africa. I believe that wholeheartedly. So have you assumed the leadership responsibilities for your life on this planet? And then, you know, you can even begin to think about what are the repercussions? I mean, what are the repercussions of Nelson Mandela just decided that, you know what, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to react. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. I'm in this environment. I'm breaking rocks. And so, you know, what the hell? Well, what if he had decided that? I mean, his legacy would not exist. And the impact that he had on a nation, the impact that he had on the world would not have happened. And, you know, so this is not just about me. It's about each one of us. And a lot of us, we, you, you do not know what your true role in this life is supposed to be. And until you take control of your mind, you will not be able to be used for that. So, you know, I could keep going, but I'm, I'm not. I'm, I want to stay on topic and I still have some things that I want to share. So the question is, are you an actor or a reactor? I asked the question, what percentage of time do you spend proactively acting in your life or acting on your dreams? You know, uh, I also asked, are you capable of more than average? So I have to tell you, you know, all too often I'm baffled at how we place people who are categorized as successful in an untouchable category all by themselves. And so I just got done, done talking about Nelson Mandela. But I mean, come on, you know, these people breathe the same air. They eat the same foods. They bleed the same blood. But it is as if the stories of their achievements closely mirror the heroics of Greek mythology or something. It's like it's just not achievable. And our own lives mirror some type of Greek tragedy. You know, woe is me. All these things are happening to us. You know, and we tend to forget that people, the people we look at, you know, as extremely successful were not born as half gods or half human like Hercules. I mean, they're flesh and blood just like us. And they're born into circumstances sometimes that were far worse than anything that a lot of us have experienced. And I can call names, man. I mean, these these examples are evident in people like Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey and Chris Gardner from uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. You know, the gentleman who is now a a multi you know millionaire, close to billionaire uh, investor. And each of them came from some unfortunate circumstances. You know, and there's a lot of people. A lot of times we take we let our circumstance dictate what's going to happen in our lives. You know, and in my post tomorrow, it's called Invisible Chains. Read it. It's all about circumstance and how we let circumstance hijack us. And so, you know, unfortunate circumstances and meager beginnings, you know, they all, Oprah Winfrey, Maya Angelou, Chris Gardner, they all came from that. But they followed repeatable steps and principles that helped them achieve the success they experience and live today. They raised their level of thinking 
in their minds, then put their physical bodies to work to obtain the goals and dreams that their mind conjured up. They basically figured out the formula of faith. I mean, that's what really separates them. They figured out the formula of faith and put it into action in their lives. And that is the only thing that they've done differently. The only thing. And I know there's a lot of church folks listening. And, it, you know, it's, it's interesting to me how, you know, you, you go to church Sunday after Sunday and you still haven't figured out how to believe and how to really activate this thing called faith. So know this. Anybody who is capable and average is capable of more than average. And another example of this came from McKinley Morganfield, who we all know as Muddy Waters. And so Mr. Muddy Waters, he arrived in Chicago in the early 1940s. And I love this example of Muddy Waters. And before coming to Chicago, he had the opportunity to hear his own voice recorded. And when he heard his voice, when he heard himself singing, he kept thinking only one thing. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And when he got to Chicago, he found a job driving a truck and worked in a factory during the day. And at night he performed. And Mr. Waters was noticed saying, I didn't come to Chicago for merely a job. I came to be great. I want to be known cross country, not like an ordinary person who just lives and dies, but I want to be great. And he did just that. Muddy Waters put Chicago on the map as a center of urban blues and jazz. And I'll say it again. Anybody who is capable and average is capable of more than average. All right. A little bit more about Muddy Waters and got another story for you. Another perspective on whether or not you're an actor or reactor. But first, I want to share something from Facebook. And so my mom actually sent me a message here on Facebook and she said, I'm listening. I think one way to be active is to take responsibility for our own knowledge and the knowledge of our school age children. With information at our fingertips, we should never allow someone else to tell us how much we need to know. This applies to every setting. We must learn to ask questions. We are made to feel that questions make you look dumb. But on the contrary, smart people are always asking questions. This is another way of gathering knowledge. So thanks, Mom, for sharing that. And uh, so back to Mr. Morganfield, and then I'm going to get to the phone before we close out for the evening. You know, but one of the things about Muddy Waters that, you know, I really noticed is how he told himself, I can do it, I can do it, until he believed that he could do it. It was my belief, you know, or it was his belief in himself that brought him to Chicago. And then he made a statement of intent. He said, I've come to be great. And I don't know about you all, but I've come to be great. Every day I wake up, I think I exist to be great. And every time I walk in this studio to talk to you all, before I'm on the air, I remind myself, I am here to help myself and others live the best life possible. And in order to do that, I must be great. Linnell, you exist to be great. I mean, that's how I talk to myself. But how do you feel about yourself? Can you speak wonderful words of affirmation into your own life? And I'm asking because some of us can't. I mean, we have to get over our own self-worth issues before we can ever make an attempt at being great. 
You know, earlier this week, I posted this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, and she said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And so we've got to get out of our own way. So let me get to these callers. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, how you doing, brother? You on the air? Hey, hey, you know, I, I just wanted to call in support of your of your show. And it was really great having the opportunity to talk to you the other the other night with Kendall and stuff. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. You know, you were talking about Mandela and some of the other iconic figures. But I thank God that I had the greatest iconic figure of all, which was a mother who scrubbed floors and a father who who was an accounting. And now they were not playing, man. They always, you know, inspired and said that greatness lies within you and that no one else can define you but you. And if you want something, you got to get out there and and you got to do something. Yep. So as long as you do nothing, nothing will ever change. And so those are the figures for me. And then when I think about Mr. Span, who, who you know, most people think musicians just playing, and, and this mm-hmm. man had the vision to do this radio station, and right. James Brown, uh, uh, Bob Marley. Sometimes if you listen to some of the records that Bob Marley made, man, it's, it's just absolutely incredible. The inspiration that we grew up on in, oh, in, in music, man, and that's the thing that I feel the worst for about the kids because we we grew up in an era, man. You know, ain't no ain't, ain't no stopping us. Uh, you, you know, don't let a feeble mind get in in your way. We're moving on up. You know, I mean, right. I mean, you know, I just wanted to say that to you. I wanted to not take up any more time, so someone else can get in. But you know. Keep doing what you're doing, Linnell. We really need it because if ever there was a time for us to not look down and see where you're stuck, but look up and see the vastness of heaven, even if you don't believe in God, it still is glory. Because watch this, even at night, the moon still shines to give mm-hmm. you light. Bless you, bro. Amen to that, Tommy. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. We got Ronnie P. Ronnie P. from the South Side. You're on Inspiration Perspective. How you doing, my brother? This is Ronnie P. on the South Side. I want to express something and, and want it to be understood. We as a people have been indoctrinated into our condition. You know, it's like a chain or an army. It's only as strong as its weakest link. Mm-hmm. We have a Willie Lynch slave syndrome. You got those that don't even believe in the Willie Lynch. You got those that don't even believe in the global warning. And only for our civilization and the black community to survive, we have to re-indoctrinate individuals. Mm-hmm. Because as a masses of people, out of, we, we have covered the globe and all our greatness, but only as the individual. I mean, we have so many things that have taught us, but yet it has not affected the masses of people, only the individual. And the Willie Lynch letter would be a good start to understand what has happened to us as a race of people. You know what? And I, I agree, man. And so, you know, to that point, I would tell people, you know, Google it. That's what my mom put out there. The information is at our fingertips. All we have to do is just go out there and look at it. But Google it. You know, check out the Willie Lynch letter and see what, you know, Brother Ronnie here is talking about. And then what I would say is tomorrow's blog, you know, is called Invisible Chains. And I'm talking about exactly 
what you're talking about. So, Brother Ronnie, I appreciate you, man. I got to close out. But uh, have a wonderful evening. Keep listening. You too. Take care. All right. All right, Chicago. So my advice, stop waiting. Wherever you are in the world, stop waiting. Do something. Action trumps everything. Don't be a reactor. Be an actor. A quote by Will Rogers, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. We can't afford to wait. We all win when we take action. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to Inspirational Perspective's Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.